Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Welcome to Trade Show University. My name is Jim Cermak. I'm your host and professor, and today's class is Staffing Your Booth 101. Choosing the right people to work at your trade show booth can be as important to your success as just about any other part of your show. But how do you go about it the right way? And how do you know if you have chosen the right people? We're going to talk about the four steps you need to take to staff your booth for maximum results. So grab your notebook because class is in session. I got to say, it is a beautiful day here in Cleveland, Ohio on the Trade Show U campus. I'm glad you showed up for class today because staffing your booth is a tremendous topic. You have a big show coming up. I know it because let's face it, if you have a show coming up, it's a big show. There is no show you should approach as not being a big show. All these are big shows. And one of the most important things you're going to be thinking about for this next show is who should work your booth. You know, some people get selected because they're in sales, others because of the position they're in, like if they're a product specialist or they're in marketing, or maybe others because they live close to the city where the show's being held. If you're a small business, you don't even have that many choices. You go with who you got, right? And that might just be you. While falling back on these methods may be the easiest way to staff your booth, it's time to get more strategic. It's more than just, uh, we need three people or ten people or whatever number of people to work the show. Stop selecting your booth people like you're picking kickball teams in grade school. You're in the university now. <laughs> you need the right people who will give you the best chance for hitting your goals. I'm going to give you four steps that are going to help you staff for success. And let's just dive right in. Okay, here's step one. Step number one is to figure out how many people you need to effectively work your booth. Now, to do this, first start with how big the booth is. You know, if you have a small 10 by 10 booth, which is a pretty standard small size booth, you don't want too many people. I would say two to three people would be an ideal number to have in a booth that size. Any more than that, you're going to be bumping into each other, and there won't be any room for attendees to comfortably walk in. I've seen booths this size with four, five, six people, and they're just all bunched together, and they're spilling out into the hallway. It's just not a good look. You know, on the flip side, if you have a large booth, maybe a 20 by 20, 30 by 30, make sure you have enough people to fill it up. Having a large booth like a 30 by 30 with only two or three people working it makes it seem like something's wrong or that the staff didn't show up or something. I've seen this at shows as well. So make sure you have staffed for the size. Next, 
after you figure out the size of your booth, figure out how many people are actually going to be attending the show. What are they expecting? Is the show expecting a couple hundred people or several thousand people? Make sure you're staffed so you can take advantage of the crowds without having a bunch of people standing around doing nothing in your booth. So after looking at their booth size and then looking at the expected attendees, you should have a good idea about how many people you're going to need. And that's step number one. Now moving on to step two. Step two, figure out who all you have available to work your booth. Make a list of each person who you would consider working in your booth, or maybe they have worked shows before. Don't leave anyone off. Just make a master list, and then this can be your master list going into the future when you're planning for shows. Now write down next to their name, make another column, a column for pros, and then another column for cons. Write down some pros and cons for each of these people. Which ones are easy to have a conversation with? Yeah, which ones have high energy? Which ones are a little more reserved, a little more low energy? Which are direct and to the point, or which ones you know love to talk and love to ramble on and on and on? Which have incredible product knowledge? What do you admire about each of these people? There's so many different things to consider. Just write them all down. Don't, don't overanalyze it, but write down a lot of good pros and cons for each person. Now, if you worked with them at shows before, Write down their positives and also their negatives for when they're working the booth. Be completely honest. You don't have to show this to them, so don't worry about that part. You're not hurting anyone's feelings. You're just being honest and making good business decisions. So make sure you write those pros, those cons, those positives, those negatives. Okay, now after that, I want you to make another column to the right, and I want you to identify one more thing about each person. Are they an introvert or are they an extrovert? You know, extroverts are those people who love engaging people and get their energy through engaging with people. They're pretty easy to spot. They make themselves known. But introverts, on the other hand, you know, they like their alone time. Now, by introvert, I'm not talking a negative, and I'm not talking about someone who's just so painfully shy they'd rather be hiding under the table at the booth than actually have to talk to somebody. Introverts can have wonderful people skills and be perfectly fine talking with attendees. They just don't want to start the conversation. So just identify which person is an introvert and which person is an extrovert. Here's a situation which may have just come up for you after making your list. If you, in step one, figured out that you need more people than you actually put down on your list for step two, then you have a decision to make. Now, good thing I'm here. Good thing we're here to uh, give you some solid choices. First, I want you to think outside the box, or at least think outside of your business. If you have a small business, it's just you or just a couple people, and you need more than that, think about this. Are there any colleagues, family members, or maybe some friends who you trust to be a strong ambassador of your brand, who could be effective at the show, people who like to talk to people? If so, ask them. Ask them if they would be willing to invest some time to be at your booth. Now, another choice would be to reach out to a staffing agency that specializes in placing product specialists and other outgoing extroverts at trade shows. There's some really good companies out there that specializing in providing specialists, also known as uh, maybe brand ambassadors or product specialists. They provide these people for shows, specifically for shows and events. You know, hiring specialists whose sole purpose is to engage attendees can make all the difference in your results. I have used staffing agencies in the past, and they can be an excellent investment when you need the right person to help you with your booth. Okay, so 
so far? Let's let's recap. We've figured out how many people we need. We figured out who we have to choose from, and now and also some of their pros and cons. We've also looked at some other options if we don't have enough people or the right people in our company to have an effective display. All right, let's move on to step number three. Step number three is to make a list of the tasks that you have to accomplish at the show. If you've never done this before, it can be quite eye-opening because there's so much to do. Some of the things you do in the booth, and then there's other things that you should not forget that you actually do outside of your booth. So, for example, here's a few things that you could do in your booth, and it's going to vary by company, so I want you to brainstorm and think about all the things that you need to do in the booth. So, here's a few examples of stuff in the booth. You're going to get people into your booth or to your table. You're going to qualify attendees. You're going to gather contact information, or maybe you're going to scan badges. You're going to give demos, or maybe you're going to schedule demos. You're going to answer questions. You're going to give out information and literature. Maybe you're going to write orders or write quotes. You're going to give out promo items. You're going to sign people up for a drawing. Maybe you're giving away an iPad or some gadget. Or maybe you're going to help them play a game. There's so many things that you're going to do. That's just a, that's just hitting the surface here. So as, as a summary, you know, you can group all the things that you do inside the booth down to two categories. Number one is engaging people. And number two is giving out information. So for engaging people, you've, you know, brought them into your booth. You've qualified them. Maybe you've scanned badges or you got their business card or gathered their contact information. That's all about engaging people. The second thing is giving out information. So maybe that is, including that would be giving out the demos, answering questions, giving them literature, all that kind of stuff. So you got those two things. You got engaging people and you're giving out information. Okay, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about your booth like it was a restaurant. Okay, just like restaurants have a front of the house and a back of the house, think of your booth as having a front of the booth and a back of the booth. And if you haven't heard that about restaurants before, the front of the house is everything you as a customer see. You see the hostess. You see the servers. The front of the house is where you're sitting and where you get served. And it's that interaction between the staff and you, the customer. And that's what all happens in the front of the house. The back of the house is where all the magic happens. It's where they're prepping the food, they're cooking the food, they're plating and making it all beautiful, and then they send it out to the front of the house. So you got two things. So you got that front of the house, which is like your front of the booth. Okay, stay with me. The front of your booth is going to engage with the people. In the back of the booth, you're going to give your information. Look at your booth this way. It's going to make it easier to staff for success, to make a plan, and to assign responsibilities. So there we got everything for inside your booth. Okay? That's, I know it's, I'm shooting a lot of great information at you, so I'm hoping you're taking notes, or you can always just listen to this episode one more time. So now we're moving on to things outside the booth, things that you do that aren't happening inside the booth. Now, here's a few things. I want you to consider this, and if you haven't done this before, this is great stuff, okay? If it's an industry show, you can do all sorts of industry research. A lot of times, they'll have talks. They'll have keynote speeches. They'll have other booths of of trade associations and things like that where you can do a ton of research in one spot, You can meet with customers or prospects. You could take them out to dinner. You can have special meetings with them. You can bring them into your booth and and show them your products, show them your services, talk about the new stuff you've got going on. 
have them take you to a competitor's booth and point out things that they like about what your competitor offers, okay? Some novel ways to think about this stuff that happens outside the booth. Another thing is networking with other exhibitors. There's probably a lot of exhibitors that could become a vendor for you or a partner of yours. Take the time to get to the networking events that this show has already set up for you. So make sure you get there. Make sure you bring some business cards. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how many people I have run into at shows that they forget their business cards or, oh, I left them in the room. Don't forget your business cards. Pass them out. Get the other ones. Engage with people and make good, solid connections. Now, also at these shows, if you're there and you're exhibiting, probably your competitors are there too. So make sure you have somebody assigned to do competitor research. Get around to their booths. Take pictures of their booths. Take pictures of, of uh, their staff. How are they dressed? What does their booth look like? Get uh, pieces of literature. You can get so much competitive information, so much research done in one location. is fantastic. More than you could ever do just by going on their websites. Another thing you could do, you could host a reception, or maybe you could host a workshop, or maybe you have an opportunity to give a talk. There's no better way of building credibility than having the opportunity to talk in front of an audience where you are the expert, and then you could drive people to your booth as well. So a lot of things happen outside the booth. Now, these things that happen outside the booth are most often the things that just don't get done. You know, with the exception of things that are an event in themselves, like hosting a reception or giving a talk, of course. But the industry research, the competitive research, and strategically networking with other exhibitors can easily be overlooked and often does. And all those can bring tremendous, tremendous value to your company. So remember, if you really want to maximize the results you can get from a show, don't forget about all the things that happen outside your booth. And now finally, on to step four. Step four is assigning your people to the tasks they will be best for. Step four is where you'll take the list of people you made in step two with all of their qualities, their pros and cons, and you're going to match them up with a list of tasks you want to accomplish from step three. First, think about what you will do in the booth. Remember front of the booth and the back of the booth we talked about? Look at your list. Find your extroverts. They should handle the front of the booth. You want to get your extroverts out in front, engaging the attendees, showing them a friendly face, bringing them in, getting their information, finding out what their needs are, what are their goals, why are they there at the show? All the activities which involve that first contact with the attendees. This is where extroverts shine. This is what they love to do. It's what they're natural at. It's what they're good at. Now, introverts. Introverts have one place in your booth, and that's at the back of the booth. Now, I'm not talking about physically in the back of the booth. I'm just talking about the, the introverts are the best people to do demos, to answer questions. Remember, having introverts is not a negative. It's just that they're more reserved, maybe uncomfortable approaching people and getting them into your booth. You know, once they get a warm introduction, they're usually very good with people, and they're the best at conveying information. So give the introverts the job they're good at and they're excited about, and that's giving product demos, answering questions, maybe writing orders, any other tasks that come after that initial engagement. Maybe you're sitting there going, hey, Jim, Jim, hey, I'm a solopreneur. I am the only person that's going to be working my booth, and I am an introvert. What do I do? Well, you're going to have to learn how to become an extrovert. <laughs> turn yourself into one for a couple hours 
You've got to get out of your comfort zone and your business depends on it. You have way too much invested to watch all those prospects and all those opportunities just walk right past your booth. Look, I have been at shows, I've seen a person working a show by themselves, that solopreneur, sitting in a chair behind a table. They got a great looking booth, they got all the literature, they got everything, but they're sitting there in a chair behind a table talking to nobody. And then when someone walks up to their table, they'd stand up, shake hands, they talk, and then they sit back down. At the end of the show, they're usually complaining that it wasn't a very good show. They just didn't get them any leads or make them any sales. Let me tell you something right now. You and your booth staff are the ones responsible for the success of your show, period, end of story, nobody else's responsibility. It's not your banner's responsibility. It's not your display's responsibility, your literature, your giveaway, anything else. Their importance is minuscule compared to you and your booth staff. So if you or your team are all a bunch of introverts, you have a couple of choices. Number one, you suck it up, get out of your comfort zone, force yourself to engage attendees. Or you get someone to help you who will. Like I mentioned earlier, you get a trusted friend, a family member, a colleague, or maybe you go with a staffing agency. You know, in a future episode, I'm excited. I'm going to have on an interview with a staffing professional who's going to dive into this topic even further. So be on the lookout for that one. All right. So we've hit the opportunities for inside your booth. Now, don't forget all about those opportunities that lie outside your booth. Some of those can truly help you position and grow your business well after the show. Assign people the task of gathering that key industry research, maybe attending specific workshops or seminars or keynotes, scoping out the competition, and even checking out the other displays to give you ideas for future shows, what some new display pieces that you'd like to do or some giveaways or activities. You know, For each of these outside-the-booth activities, Think about who would be best for these things and get them assigned. Then when things slow down at your booth, have them go out into the show and get that valuable information you need. The final outside the booth opportunity you have available to you has to be done far in advance of the show. Now this is during your initial planning for a show. Find out if you have the opportunity to give a talk. I mentioned this earlier. If you have the opportunity to give a talk or present at a workshop or maybe even host an event for your customers, this could make all the difference and give you that credibility you need. You know, would recommend finding this out as soon as you book your booth or even if you're investigating getting a booth. What are the opportunities for you? Giving a talk, being on a panel discussion, or running a workshop can add instant credibility to your company and also drive people to your booth. There are huge, huge benefits to doing this, so look into this. Okay, one last topic I want to address, and that is having salespeople at your booth. Salespeople typically love working trade shows. They're usually your extroverts, and they're who you want at the front of your booth. There is nobody better. However, there are a couple things you need to consider with salespeople. A lot of salespeople are type A personalities, meaning they do things their own way and on their own schedule. So be clear with your instructions if you have a bunch of salespeople working your booth. Be clear with what you want, what you need them to do if you're assigning them responsibilities or they're going to be doing something else. They're doing their own thing. You know, I've seen sales reps in the middle of a busy show get a phone call and all of a sudden they're gone for an hour. You have set your ground rules and rein them in. If they're working the show, that's why they're there to work the show. Okay, they're, unless it's an emergency, they should be in the booth working those hours. No matter who's calling them, they can always call them back. 
Also, if you have multiple salespeople in your organization and not all of them are going to be there, then you might find the salespeople in your booth are hoarding all the leads from the show, even if they're technically belonging to somebody else. So salespeople can be the best people at your booth, but not always. Just be sure to set those processes, keep control of your situation, and keep them reined in. And they will produce for you like nobody else. So there you go. There's your four steps. So let's wrap up. Here's the four steps you need to take to staff your booth for success. Step number one, figure out how many people you need to effectively work your booth. So that's taking into consideration the uh, the size of the booth as well as how many people are going to be attending the show. Step number two, figure out all you have available and then write out their pros and cons, their positives, their negatives. Are the introverts and extroverts? Get that master list down of who you've got available. Step three, make a list of all the tasks you have to get done at the show. And step four, Assign your people to the tasks they're going to be best for. Take that list from step two, who you have available. Get that list from step three of all the tasks to be done. Mush them together. There's your step four and assign those tasks. So follow those four steps and you are staffing your booth to crush your goals. Now, all the key points can be found in the show notes. So please check those out at our website. And as a valued listener, I have a bonus for you. Go over to our website at tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshow, the letter U dot B-I-Z. Sign up for our email list and I'm going to send you our smart goals worksheet. Because before we do anything about uh, setting the staffing for our booth, you got to set goals. It's going to take you step-by-step through setting your trade show goals so you can achieve success and maximize your ROI. So that's it for today's class, Staffing Your Booth 101. We'll see you next time. We've come to the end of this class here at Trade Show University, but we encourage you to never stop learning. We have plenty more resources and information available on our website, tradeshowu.biz. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for exclusive insights and information to help you get your PhD in ROI. You'll find all this and more at tradeshowu.biz. Until next time, class dismissed.